Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This is an Intel Studios production that is enhanced with Intel technology. To see pictures, articles, and links of what's being discussed, Download the Intel app by going to entale.com. Okay. Yes. Hi. Hi. You all right? <laughs> uh, welcome to Making the Cut, uh, folks. This is a podcast. If you've not been here before, it's a podcast where we recommend things to you that we think you will like. Um, so it's not really a review show where we review something and say, well, this is good and this is bad. It's generally things that we've either used or experienced, things we've watched, seen, touched, played with or smelt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that we think are worth talking about. So it's a recommendation podcast and now a YouTube channel called Making the Cut. The big question is, does it make the cut? Coke Zero. Oh, my God, that is such a blatant advert. We'll have to makes put the that... cut, yeah. We'll have to put that away after this because mm. it does look like a blatant advert, doesn't it? It's some free advertising for no, no, Coke Zero. No, you turn it around no, like that? Like, okay. I think it's got to disappear. I'm, I'm, I'm part. <laughs> you can't what about it if you put it like there? There, there, there oh, you go. Okay. There you go. So we're recording this, obviously, uh, for the podcast, but for our very first time, we're going to set up a YouTube channel. Yeah, and you can watch this as well. Say that again? YouTube. YouTube's. <laughs> The YouTubes, as the YouTubes. Stuart Lee would call it. Yes, YouTube, the YouTubes and MySpace and all, all those usual platforms that, that everybody that downloads. Comedians like adding S's to things. Yeah, it just makes, if you, as soon as you pluralise something, it's, it's much funny. funnier. Yeah, Russell Kane. Yeah, he does that, doesn't he? The Covids. The Covids, yeah. I can't <clears> call it Covid um, anymore. I just call it the Covids. The Covids, yeah. You've got the Covids. It's better, um, it's got nice Or like somebody had a touch of the Covids. Uh, yes, I went for a COVID test last mm-hmm, week, mm-hmm. Uh, as did my son. Uh, neither of us got it. How annoyed were you? I was very annoyed because both of us had a sore throat and a bit of a temperature and runny nose. And I thought, well, great. You know, like having an illness, as long as it's worth it, is worth it. But it's just but a common cold. It was just an illness. It wasn't worth anything. Whereas um, my daughter yeah. got it. Oh, Yeah. Got the tested positive thing and everything. She, the irony there is she's a very positive person. She is a very positive yeah. person. She went to Newcastle University and was there a week and got COVID. <laughs> I mean, hell. can you imagine an influx of 50,000 students from all over the country and none of them are social, social distancing? distancing. No, they all want a snog and a touch and feel and a growth, right? <laughs> That's what university's for, for goodness oh, sake. You don't dear. learn anything there, it would seem. Um, <laughs> not the first year. No. Well, definitely not the first two weeks. So that's a great relief that she's had it. It um, is, and really. It's, it's done and dusted. I, I do feel like that. I wish I'd Have you coughing? Have you had that cough? Like, no, it's, continuous it's for an hour? The, the Coke Zero is really just frothing <clears> in my throat. <throat> but um, it's one of the things I love about Coke Zero. That was a bit of branding for them. I'm going to see just if stop. Can... Okay. Just stop with the Cokes. All the Cokes are available. They're not. Other colas are available. Other colas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roller cola. Shall I start? Yes. 
This week, yes. I travelled to you on the train. Yes. It takes about an hour and a half. Yes. So I like to download a movie for the journey. Yes. So I went onto the iPlayer. Now, the iPlayer is a place that gets neglected by mm-hmm. people. They go mm-hmm. to Amazon Prime, Now TV, they go to Netflix. But the iPlayer, you tend to leave for like, you know, EastEnders and, you know, some other kind of trivial stuff, a bit mm. of factual entertainment. But if you go to the movie section on the iPlayer, you often find a cracking film on there. And now I found this film called Man Up by uh, Simon Pegg. Uh, it's not by Simon Pegg, but he's the kind of lead mm. in it. Um, Can we quickly discuss yes. Simon Pegg? Yeah. He's a great guy. He's brilliant, isn't he? I mean, when you think about what he has done and mm-hmm. where he's come from, and, he, I mean, he's Simon Pegg. Like, I remember when Simon Pegg was in a Hollywood movie. Yeah. And I felt like he was my Simon Pegg. Yes. And I was so proud of him. Was it Hot Fuzz, the first kind of really uh, no, big... No, Shaun film? of the Dead probably was his Shaun first Shaun of the Dead. One. Yeah. But then Hot Fuzz... Hot Fuzz was the second was film huge. Edgar Wright. Yeah, the, the director who made uh, Shaun of the Dead. It was such a big hit that they all went on and made that. They were written by Simon Pegg and the other guy, Nick Frost. Nick Frost. So and do, you know, do you know how those two met? No. Okay, so Nick Frost's in a restaurant. I think this is, this is it. Nick Frost is in a restaurant... And Simon Pegg's a waiter in the restaurant. Now, it's either like Pizza Hut or something like mm. that. And uh, Nick Frost does the whistle of the droid from Star Wars where he goes... <gasps> and Simon Pegg's walking past and goes... And all of a sudden, they both go... And there's a connection. They're both obsessed with Comic-Con stuff, Star Wars and uh, superheroes and all that kind of stuff. And they strike up a friendship. And the two of them go on and make a series called Spaced. Yes, yes, like really well. Now you can watch Space. It's on Netflix. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I've got the kids into it. I'm going to start writing stuff because you're recommending things. Space. Yeah. Okay. On Netflix. Uh, It's on Netflix at the moment. It was made in the nineties. It's very. It's like Peep Show pre Peep Show. But it's still. Still edgy, it's still funny. Edgy? Mm, very good. Yeah. Because sometimes I think, yeah, that's still going to work, and then I watch it back and I go, no. I mean, I liked it at the time, so for me, there's a nostalgic element to it as well. Simon Pegg still looks like Simon Pegg. He doesn't look like a little boy in it or anything the like that. The thing is, I just love Simon Pegg, and I feel like anything that he did, mm. I would love. Yes. Because he's not try-hard at no, all. I think he you get the feeling he's extremely just great. a lovely person, mm. and who happens to be really funny. Yeah. And, I mean, if you thought I was proud when he started doing movies, yeah. you should have seen my face. I felt like his mother, when he got Mission Impossible, and suddenly he's friends with Tom Cruise... I'm like, I'm so proud of Simon. It was almost like I was inviting my family around. Have you heard about Simon? He's so, doing so well. I have a humorous story about Simon Pegg, and you were, you were I was there. there. Yeah. So uh, we went to a party, a fancy dress party, and you dressed up as the lady from The Shining. I did. The scared lady who wears the dungarees <laughs> and carries it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And carries the baseball bat. I went as the Joker. And when we turned up at this party, Simon Pegg and his wife had come as Jack Nicholson and the scared lady as well. So I was going to go as Jack Nicholson. I couldn't find the outfit, but Simon Pegg had it down to It perfection. was amazing. Yeah, the, and his hair and everything. Yes, was... the maroon jacket on. He had a bald cap on and then a wig on top of it that. It was really he good. He was carrying a fake axe. He had the trousers, the lot. So we got talking to him and his wife, uh, who were both fantastic, actually, weren't they? So nice. And wait, bear in mind, right, mm-hmm. that... This is Simon Pegg, who I have thought is part of my, or is my son for many years. And I have said, oh my God, I'm so proud of Simon. And suddenly we meet him at a party. So I'm just standing there going. Well, you were his fictional wife, of course. 
I was his fictional wife. Yeah. But he uh, did have his is, actual wife write that. Which was irritating. Um, <laughs> but I went on to talk to him about a film called Ready Player One. Now, this is another film I would oh, highly recommend to anybody out so there. It's so good. Adults, if you want an entertaining movie to watch, by all means, watch it. If you want something to watch with the kids, it's absolutely bang on. It and covers it's the whole all ages, spectrum. right? Yeah, all ages. All you ages. can watch it with a five-year-old, you can watch yeah. it with a 25-year-old. It's good for anyone. It's brilliant. It's a film that's set inside a computer game, but don't let that put you off. No, because um, I wouldn't normally like something yeah. like that, and I did. But there's a bit in the middle of the film, I say don't watch it with a five-year-old, actually, because it's very scary, this bit in the middle of the film, where they recreate... They recreate a scene from The Shining. They go into the hotel of The Shining oh, and there's zombies and all that everywhere. Yes. And it's really well done. I mean, it really takes you back to when you watched The Shining as a young person mm. many, many moons ago and just how brilliant a film it is and how weirdly disturbing it is. Um, so I was talking to Simon Beck about that and I said, oh my God, you know, if, did you see Steven Spielberg's film Ready Player One? And um, where they recreate The Shining. And he went, yeah, 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 I did see that. I, I'm actually in it. <laughs> and I thought, oh, God, not only is he in it, he's like he plays the lead role in in the film, you know. So how I managed to you, backtrack out of that. How did you not know that? I don't really... Well, let me tell you, this is what I said to him. I said, um, wow, I, I, I knew that, actually, but you're such a good actor that you, you, you transformed into the character so well. I didn't even know it was Simon Pegg that was in the film. He laughed briefly. And then we didn't speak for the rest of the away. night. Yeah, quite quickly. Uh, it was slightly embarrassing. Um, but Ready Player One's a fantastic movie. Did he say movie. something else? Yes, he did. Very humble. He did because he said he said, "Oh yeah." He said, "I remember when they shot that scene. The director told me X, Y, and Z." And I said, "When you say the director, do you mean Steven Spielberg?" And he said, "Yes." I just couldn't bring myself to say when Steven Spielberg said, said X, Y, and Z. And I thought, well, that was very, very nice of him, you know, to really play it down. He's just not like that. He's not that person still after doing all of those Mission mm. Impossible movies. He's just a really nice yes, guy. Yes, he was. He was anyway. Lovely. So anyway, I, so I, I saw this film, Man Up. It was there. And I so I downloaded it and I thought, well, I'll watch that. It's an hour and 27 minutes long, 6.8 on IMDb. And the rule is, remember, people, if it's under seven, it's got to be under two hours. It's fine to be under seven. Is it? It just can't be over two hours and under seven. Yeah. Is it fine to be under seven? Yeah, yeah. Can I just ask you something? Mm-hmm. Man up. Had you ever heard of it? No, not really. That's I'm just... a big risk. Yeah, 2015, though, it was made. You know, he's not like a... He's not the kind of guy who chooses bad films. So... He's not? No, so I thought it's in safe hands. Now, there's a girl in it that I've never seen before and I've never seen in a movie before, I've never heard of before, <gasps> called Lake Bell, I think she's called. No, never heard of her. Um, let me just uh, quickly double-check uh, that. What a great name. Yeah, isn't it a great name? And I remember thinking, she looks pretty. Did you really think that or did, were you thinking, oh, my God, she's so hot. She looks pretty. Lake Bell. Um, I remember thinking she did look quite sexy and thinking, oh, well, I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I thought she looks pretty. Simon Pegg's great. I love a rom-com. I love all Richard Curtis films. And I got the feeling this was a kind of Richard Curtis set in London uh, movie. Why it's called Man Up, I have absolutely no idea. So don't get, don't get bogged down in the title at all. Not a good title if it's it's not to do with Manning Up. It's a completely mistitled film, in my opinion. I don't know what it's called that. So anyway, the premise is she's single. I think she's 34. She is an, an author, I think, or a writer, which was very common, I think, back in 2015 after Sex and the City. 
any single girl looking for a boyfriend was some kind of journalist girls or writer. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes, uh, girls, um, Sarah Jessica Parker, all that lot. We drank your tea then. Um, so, um, so she's single and she's really kind of funny. Uh, you know, likes eating burgers and eating, drinking beer and not really interested in kind of engaging with the world. She's gone to a party, um, but she just stays in her hotel room, doesn't want to go to the party because just basically doesn't want to meet anybody and faff around trying to date anybody. The party's hosted by this couple, but one of them is Phoebe Waller-Bridge, for instance. Oh, wow. Pre, Pre-Fleabag. Wow. So that's quite interesting as well, I thought that she's in it. The cast is great, but basically on a train, she bumps into a girl who's very prim and proper, looking for the perfect man, holding a book like called How to Find the Perfect Man or something like that. And she says to her, you should read this. And she's appalled and disgusted by the fact that someone seems to think that she looks so lonely that a book will help her. You should really think about reading this. I would lend you my copy, but I need it for my date. It's how we're going to recognise each other. Oh, it's a satire. <laughs> they always work. It was an international bestseller. So is the Da Vinci Code. Oh, another excellent book. Not, not an excellent book. We are now arriving at London Waterloo. Oh. Jessica. Blimey, I'm not that late, am I? Uh, what do we do in terms of saying hello? Let's just go in. Oh, too soon for that. Nope. Hello there. So, book, check, and blind date, check. Anyway, this woman leaves the book for her on the train and she goes to the train station to find the woman to give her back the book. But the book is a sign for the blind date to spot her. So Simon pegs the blind date. So the woman is playing a trick. No, the woman goes to buy another another copy of the book to use as a signal. But while she's buying the other copy of the book, the other girl who doesn't really want to meet anyone has now accidentally met a blind date. Oh, now this is, thinks, that's such a good storyline. Right? We, we've, we've given away the whole plot. No, 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 because that happens in the first 10 is minutes. Is that a spoiler? No, no, not at all. Okay. So now she thinks, okay, do I confess and say, I'm not the person you're supposed to be meeting, even though I'm carrying but the she's book. She's a journalist. This is a great story. But she's thinking, oh, well, this guy actually seems quite good fun and quite nice. So they decide to turn their phones off and go on the date. She just pretends to be this girl, Jessica. And goes along with it. And Jessica's supposed to be a triathlete. She works in the city. You know, like, she's a vegetarian, maybe, and all the rest of it. So she's got to go along with this whole thing. But she's bumbling along and thinking, well, this is quite good fun. Anyway, the story unfolds, as you can imagine, because somewhere in the middle, like, Jessica something has to happen. Up. Well, yeah, there's a, there's, mm. a, there's a moment where, you know, she's exposed. And then is she kind of crazy, some mad woman stealing somebody's identity? And then Simon Pegg's got his own problems. He's getting divorced, but his ex-wife turns up with her new partner. The whole thing kind of unfolds into this kind of comical farce. Anyway, it I thought it was fantastic. I, I mean, I rocked into the train station at Tunbridge Wells with a 1 minute 27 to go. And I was crying. Like there were tears rolling down my face. But I had laughed all the way there. I'd been on the edge of my seat. I'd been up and down and in and out. But I was thinking... I can't get off the train, really, until the film actually ends. So the doors opened. I was thinking, credits roll, you know, like... Anyway, they did, and I managed to walk off at just at the right moment. Anyway, it's great. It's free. It's an hour and 28 minutes of your life that you'll enjoy. On the train to you, I rang my mum and said, Mum, you've got nothing to do. Watch this film. It's really funny. She texted me about three hours later, and she went, I am so happy you'd sent me that text because I've watched that film and the smile on my face oh. is enormous. No, it, but can you just say yes. how she said it? She said, Oh, Mikey. 
Um, More. I, I can't do the rest. No, no, no. My mum's Scottish, Ooh. just in case you were wondering. She's there. got the best accent. Yeah, she has. She's Ooh. like little Miss I love Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. I call her and little Miss Doubtfire. She then. is like Euphigenia Doubtfire, but sort of a woman. Yes. Mm. If you're watching on the Entail app, we'll put a picture of my mum up mm. now. Mm. She'll like that. So anyway, it's a great film. But the other thing is that she's really good. Like, really good in it. But really where funny. did she go? I've no idea. So I, I'm going to go and investigate Lake Bell to see what other things she's done. I think she's a New York girl, although she plays an English girl here. Really? So she has a brilliant accent if she is American. Can I ask she is. you something mm-hmm. else? Mm-hmm. Why do movies cast people from different countries oh. when there are a gazillion actors who are great I, from their own country uh, to play the person in their country. I get deeply frustrated by this. I'm, I'm watching. Because oh, go on. when there's an accent, even mm. a hint of a wrong accent, yeah, the, the, the you throw in the towel. Yeah. I'm watching something called Billions at the moment. Yes. With, who's the red-headed guy from Damien Homeland? Lewis. Damien Lewis. He, he plays like a Connecticut billionaire. Mm. The, I just can't get past the accent. It's a, I quite like his accent, no? No, I don't know. I don't think it's convincing at all. Mm. What I loved is this film called Val- Valkyrie. Have you seen oh, yeah. Valkyrie with Tom Cruise? And he plays a German officer who tries to kill Hitler. Yeah. And he just plays it as an American, but in a German outfit. He just thought, I'm not going to bother with the accent. Yeah, clever. <laughs> I think, brilliant. No, I, don't have to, clever. I don't have to do anything here. Yeah. The worst thing about that film, though, is everybody played it as themselves, apart from Eddie Izzard, who played it with a German accent. And he stuck out like a sore thumb, really. It was a big mistake. Mm. Anyway. I digress. Can I quickly tell you about Lake Bell? Please, yes. So, Lake Siegel Bell is an American actress, director, and screenwriter. She's starred in various TV series, Boston Legal, yep. Surface, How to Make It in America, Children's Hospital, Bless This Mess, Secret Life of Pets. Yes, she's Home done again. quite voiceover things. Um, What's the thing she did with Owen Wilson? Is that in there? Because that is... I, I was going to mention this. If you want... The most intense movie you've ever seen in yeah. your life. Yeah. You've got to watch this film with her in it and um, Owen Wilson. So you have seen her before? Uh, yeah, but I didn't realise that. It was only when I did a bit of research on her did I go, oh, God, she's in that. Do you find this when you type in your password that mm. uh, you basically just type in whatever word is in your head? Yes. And not the word. Yes. Which, yeah, just, I've just put Lake Bell in to try and undo my computer. Yes. Was it a long time ago? Yeah, well, five years ago, let's see. So, 2015. Man up. No escape. Sleep. No escape. Oh, wow. Like, if you want a thrilling, a totally thrilling ride of a movie, it doesn't rate that well on IMDb because there's loads of problems with it. But <laughs> you are just literally on the edge of your seat for the entire film. It does not let up. Really? does not give you a break. It's a family caught in the middle of like a like a military coup in some kind of Middle Eastern you know, generic city and they're trapped in a hotel and the whole place turns into a war zone. Wife and two kids got to try and get out of the city and it is carnage. They're throwing their kids over buildings. They're having to leap from one building to another through doorways, through windows. They're getting attacked, chased with guns and everything. Like, it's like, oh my God, you know, like, you just literally can't get through it. You, you know, would hate you it. You know who can't watch it? You. Yeah. Yes, I realise that. But... Our viewers are very brave. Our Explain viewers what I'm listeners. like. Tell them what I'm like. <laughs> no, this is... And this is the worst thing. And then I do this. this. I do this. Oh, what's, what are they doing now? What are they doing now? 
What are they doing? Or oh I go God. like this. I'm going to go Hang on, I'm just going to check something yeah. on my phone. I'm like, put the phone down, sit down and watch the film. But that is a great film, No Escape. Uh, watch that. Sorry, I've gone yeah. on. We, we no, really... This is, what is really good is that we were talking about Man Up and a lot of other good stuff has come out of mm. it. Spaced, Ready Player One, No Escape. Yeah. Thank you. It's a total pledge. Um, this is what I love about this podcast. Yeah, me too. Is that we go off on tangents. It's a massive brainstorm. It's that, a massive a brainstorm. Okay, sorry, I've dominated there for no, 20 no, minutes. No, no, it's great. I, okay. I'm so happy you did. If I can't get hold of you mm-hmm. and you're out in the razzle-dazzle or something, mm-hmm. I call the next best thing. Okay. And I'll, I'll Paul FaceTime... Weller. You got Paul Weller's number? Not yet. Okay. I'm working on that. But I call Andy, uh, or, or I would call Pip. The great Andy. And, so and Andy, the great Andy and mm-hmm. I had a chat, and I was like, what are you doing? You know, what's happening? Have you got anything to recommend? Because we've got a film WhatsApp group, the three of oh, us. Oh, we do, yeah, yeah. And he recommended a film to me that I hadn't heard of, but you had. Uh-huh. And that is Rocks. Oh, yeah. I think you should tell someone about your mum. It's just you and Emmanuel and... You wouldn't understand. What's the problem? Talk to me. I, I don't, don't need get you it. to worry for me. You're nothing such a beautiful world. You have to leave now. Get out. Get out. Nothing can be loved into something. There's got to be a way to sort all this. You just can't keep going on by yourself. I don't really know anything about it. The reason I, I know something about it is my son, Sonny, has gone to film school or a sixth form film school. Mm. And one of the first things they did in the first week is they saw a screening of Rocks and then got to spend a couple of hours with the director. I mean... It's, I mean, it's outrageous. How good is that? Uh, so, so it's a story, basically, it. of a teenage girl mm-hmm. and she is being looked after by her mum, but you get the idea quite quickly that her mum is quite unstable. Okay. And loving, mm-hmm. but unstable. And... I think she's kind of left before the kids aren't fully stable. They're yeah. a bit nervous, but she's got a little brother who's extremely cute. The thing that hits you first off about rocks is that from the get-go, you are struck by the absolute naturalness of the acting. Okay. And this is, I'm assuming, so I, I've never seen these kids before, and they might be stage school or whatever, but... Largely complete unknowns. Okay, yeah, Sonny said that, yeah. A huge group of girls mm-hmm. who are in a kind of gang and they all live locally to each other and they all hang out together and do nothing, you mm-hmm. know, like teenagers do. You just sort of stand around doing nothing but together. Yeah. But the chat between them, and I, I kept kind of thinking to myself, I wonder if the director is throwing them a topic to talk about and say... Okay, girls, just talk about this as if you were going here, blah, blah, blah. Because it felt so natural, all nudging themselves, all laughing, taking the mickey. And you very quickly worked out that there are two girls who are best friends. It's Rox and and this girl, Bucky Backray, plays Rox. She's extraordinary. And she wants to be a makeup artist and she does makeup on her friends and everything. And then the twist is... And she finds herself alone with her brother. And everything just spirals out of control. Oh. And it is so painful to watch Mm -hmm. because she is stuck between wanting to be a kid, carefree, be with her friends, 
wanting to be a makeup artist and succeed in life, but suddenly she's trying to just put a roof over her head okay. and food in her brother's mouth, and her brother doesn't understand what's going on. And she's trying to pretend because she thinks they're going to be taken into care. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to get put into care. And she does everything she can to not get put into care, but then ends up on the streets. How old's the brother? Young, like... How old's she, eight. first of all? She's probably 15. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um, oh, wow. I would say okay. 15, 16. Mm. Maybe she is 16. Because I think she's out of the jurisdiction of the social services, mm, but her but brother isn't. Okay. She's very proud... She's too proud to ask for help, <laughs> but she really needs help. And her friends offer her help, and she keeps turning it down. You're thinking, no, why are you doing that? Because she doesn't want to seem a burden. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she goes around to her best friend's house, and her best friend's Somalian, and her best friend's got, like, the best family, and they're so inclusive, and they're so welcoming, and the mum and dad are together, and there's, like, loads of siblings, and everybody's so happy, and she's just looking at it all. She can't quite... She can't compute what this is. Yeah. She just has never known security. or It's so thought-provoking. And when the film finished, I sort of sent Andy a message because I, I, I just couldn't FaceTime him again. Okay. Just because I had to, I had to really process it. Oh, really? Yes, Was that and deep? It, it, I just lay in bed for ages just thinking mm. about how often, firstly this happens and how close people are and I think especially in the time of COVID and everything people are very very close to the edge well ruin yeah. all the time yeah. you know we don't have job security I'm in a privileged position I do feel like I'm <clears> in a privileged <throat> position but lots and lots of people mm. are sort of one paycheck away from yeah. You know, yeah. not being able to pay the rent, and then when you don't can't pay the rent, where do you go? Like this oh, is yeah. what she was going through. She couldn't pay the electricity, and the, uh, she she couldn't pay the lecky. Yeah, you spiral and down spiral very, very, fast. very, very quickly. Yeah. But I thought, how many kids are there? Vulnerable kids. Mm. And then when I saw her and him just sort of walking in the streets, I thought, oh my god, they are so vulnerable. Mm. I don't know. It was just immensely thought provoking, but it's a brilliant film. Okay, great uh, to watch. It's acted brilliantly. I've got to name check a few people. So at 7.5. IMDb, IMDb, great. Oh. An hour and 33. It's almost perfect. It's 12A. Okay, great. Which I think is really interesting to show your kids. If yes. you've got any kids, you know, 12 and on upwards, it is one that you should see. Her brother, mm -hmm. um, Emmanuel, is absolutely unbelievably brilliant. I think he's called D'Angelo Ose Casado, but I'm, I think that is his name. But... He is breathtaking. Okay. And her best friend, who's how she kind of feels like she's been given mm. a lovely warm cuddle in, is gorgeous as well. And, it, I mean, shows that they really are kind of, you can't take your eyes off them. They're so beautiful. Yeah. Youth at its very best. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> All kind of perfect and fun and innocent and naive and a bit lippy and a bit gobby and just yeah. so lovely. Oh, great. It's really, really, really worth a watch, but prepare to mm. be gutted. Yes, okay. And, and then at the end, like a bit 
elated, like there oh, was just a okay. twist at the end. You okay. think, oh, you're not left yes, on the floor. I, I think uh, I love all films because I love all the emotions. Mm. Like, I love to cry a bit and I love to feel mm. happy and I love to feel joy. I quite like feeling frightened, you know. Mm. I mean, the thing about movie is you can have that experience in the safety of your own home without mm. it necessarily an interaction with somebody. And it's nice to explore, I think, all those emotions and feelings. It's very, I think it's very healthy. I assume it is, you know. Mm. It reminds me of a film called I, Daniel Blake. Did you ever see that? No. The, I think it's a Mike Lee film, but, you know, he makes those quite uh, very working class kind of desperate films he's mm. done that one recently about the delivery guy you called oh, yes. i called but i daniel blake's another situation where a guy just has a series of bad i guess of misfortune to find himself ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Often a desperate situation. Arguably, in America, they say you're own. only a paycheck away from the street, always. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, in America, you've got health insurance. Yeah. You've got, I mean, there are so many things that could ruin you financially in but America. I've spent most of my life thinking that as well. I've, I live like that. Um, I always think I'm two bad decisions away from being hungry and homeless, you know. Mm. It's a reasonably healthy way to live, I think, mm. because it keeps you kind of just like one step ahead of the game. When I was about 17 or 18, I had seven county court judgments. I had got myself oh, into cool. such a mess. I just got myself into a terrible financial mess. And then I was ill for that, that long period of time. And I just couldn't pay anything, you know. And it's very quickly, you, you get one county court judgment. How did and then you, you get well, three, just four, in case five, anybody's six, yeah, watching yeah. that's had, had a problem, mm. how did you get out of it? Well, it's just t- time and dedication, really. I mean, I rang everybody I owed money to and you tell them your situation. So they normally pause everything. All the county court judgments take about five to seven years to clear. So I just had to wait really five to seven years till uh, my credit score kind of would get back to normal again. So by the time I was about 26 or 27, I could borrow money again. I had a serious amount of debt and and proper money problems. Did it frighten you? Yes, but you learn to live with it. Did you feel desperate? Uh, Yes, definitely. But you, you, you definitely learn to live with a level of debt and worry and stress in your life that's probably not very good for you. And also the fact that you can live with it means that you could possibly take on more because you think, well, I can live with owing 20 grand. What's the difference? I might as well owe 30. So it becomes it's very cool. easy to, mm. to drip down. But I very fortunately got this job in London. I moved to London and mm. got a paycheck. And, you know, there was a mixture of luck and hard work, I think, that, that mm. bailed me out. But I do appreciate a story like that because I realised just how, uh, what would you call it, fragile life is, you know, in that sense. What was the last film you watched that left you really thinking for, for days after? 
Ooh, I'm going to have to have a little think about okay. that. That's too I'm difficult. Gonna leave you, um, I'm going to leave you thinking about that. Okay. But great, I'm going to definitely watch Rocks because I love a young filmmaker. Mm. I love to see what young people are doing uh, when they make films and mm. what techniques they decide to use and how they use these techniques to convey various feelings and thoughts and stuff like that. So uh, I'm very keen. And also Sonny loved it. And I'm mm. always interested to see what my kids love. Shall we sample yes. Stokes Garlic Mayonnaise? So anybody that is a regular listener to our podcast will know that we are mildly obsessed with um, this brand called Stokes. And I have had this in my fridge for ages because I bought it for Michael, the condiment king, to try. Now, we should really have made chips in the air fryer. I yeah. am conscious that last week's podcast was a bit noisy because we were frying things all the way through it <laughs> in our air fryer. So we um, have not air fried anything. We've prepped some bread. Yes. So this is um, a ciabatta bread that I buy in bulk from Costco. I don't know if you know that or not. I don't. Yeah. I don't. So um, I get this from Costco. You buy it in big batches where you get 16 loaves of it. And then it's pre-baked or par-baked, so you then you just stick it in the oven nice. for 10 minutes. It's pretty good, isn't it? How much is it? I mean, it's not much. I don't not much. No, like a quid a loaf or a quid a And it lasts or... for ages, pre-baked. Yeah, yeah, it's like pre-baked. pre-baked. And it lasts about two months, I would yeah. say. So we're going to do some dipping. Yeah. So I love mayonnaise. Are you a mayo yeah. man? Sweet potato fries with mayonnaise. The amount of people who've sent us messages says you've got to try the garlic mayonnaise. And I'm like, all right, all right. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. I mean, I love mayonnaise, full stop, and I love garlic, so this is a win-win. Mm. That's oh a God, nice creamy, creamy mayonnaise as well. And there's just the right level of vinegar in it. Mm. Like, it's got a, a twang to it, right? I mm. have to say, mm. we are not paid by any brands. We're not sponsored by anybody. If you would like to sponsor us, we'd love to get sponsored by somebody. Not even Coke Zero. No. So when we like something, it's just we love it. But we had got recommended Stokes Generally Everything mm. so much by everybody that we just thought we've got to try everything. But the ketchup, <laughs> yeah. and now that I've bought Stokes ketchup, everybody's telling me that they're using it as well. My yeah. mum and dad came down the other day and they went, oh yeah, we use that too. I was yeah. like, oh my God, everybody's using it. I'm in danger of just eating. That's extraordinary. Oh, so good. We did get in touch. Someone got in touch with us. The wife of somebody who works for Stokes and said, Oh, really? If, if you want anything, let us know. <laughs> we want everything. That is brilliant. Oh, God, it's so nice, isn't I'm it? I'm putting it away. Um, oh, my God, that is so good. I do have a little dish of oil. Let's not eat something. anymore. Can I just have one last little bit because I am really peckish? But then you need to, like, and then I'll curve stop it. because okay. it's hor- horrible eating. Yeah. Okay. Well. And the sound of the crunching is um, mm. gives people a- AMS, ASMR, like nightmares. Is it? Okay. Yeah. That's and it. and also talking with your mouth full mm. gives me anxiety. Mm. What? Mm. Now, a couple of other things I can talk about here. No, you can't talk until your mouth's empty. Okay. I'm talking. Okay. Ukuleles. Mm. I want to discuss ukuleles because my... Sorry, that did sound really boss, bossy, but I, it is a thing. It, I, I don't mean to be bossy. You're not bossy. I have... I, and other people have... Com- I, w- I didn't complain about Lots it. Lots of people have complained that I'm a people. noisy eater. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I just think <clears throat> not eating yeah, okay. on an audio thing. Okay. 
Sorry, I am checking my hair quite a lot here because it's doing some quite crazy things. I mean, I like it, but sometimes it looks a bit weird. So we've never filmed ourselves before. Oh, and... Yeah, it's done something weird at the back. Goodness. So How's go side on. Big? Go side on. Look at me. No, look at me. Because that's where you are. Oh, you yeah, know that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was just before. On the <laughs> other side, it had gone funny. Yeah. Ukulele. Yes. So Tilly is at a new school. Mm-hmm. And they had this thing called the ukulele jam. <clears throat> now, my daughter, she won't mind me saying this. My daughter is dyslexic mm-hmm. and she doesn't mind me talking about it because she says if it helps anybody else that's dyslexic, fill your boots. And she is quite a musical person and she is the most amazing dancer, but she hasn't joined a dance troupe because she struggles with her memory. Yeah. And she really finds remembering dance routines very difficult but if she's just freestyling dance she's yeah, amazing right. yeah and she also struggles this is why tiktok's been quite fun for her because the routines are so short yes um she can you do can like a 20 yeah. second yeah you can remember them mm. i can't but she can and she also learned the drums which she was really good at Did she do violin something like that okay but i think learning musical notes and trying to learn a long classical piece too complicated mm-hmm. then her school started this thing called the ukulele jam. Mm-hmm. And it's loads of them together with ukuleles. And they all strum along. And what you're doing is you're learning a chord. Mm-hmm. So it's not individual notes. It's just a chord. And you strum it and it's a chord. Yep. And it's quite easy. And they're learning three chords or four chords, yep. which is kind of every pop song you've yeah, ever yeah. known. C, F and G. And, yep. um, and she came back on Friday. And I've never seen her like this. The school had lent her a ukulele. She practiced for three hours. Now, this is a girl. I've n- I've never seen her this dedicated at anything before. Mm. And it was so nice. And we sat and we sang and they're doing pop songs. So yes. she's really enjoying the whole pop song idea. And then the other part is that it's something to meet new people. So she's yes. at a new school. It's a great way to meet new people that you wouldn't normally meet. So I went to go and buy a ukulele and I learned a little bit about the ukulele. It's a member of the lute family, uh-huh. which makes sense, <clears throat> yeah. doesn't it? And the Portuguese, it says it originates in Hawaii, but apparently the Portuguese took it over to Hawaii oh, okay. um, and it descended from the Portuguese machete, which I was like, what, a knife? Mm-hmm. But actually a Portuguese machete isn't a machete. It is a small guitar-like instrument. Okay. So I went and bought a ukulele. It was... 20 quid. Yes. A beginner's, I mean, I bought mm-hmm. a beginner's one in case next week she goes, I never want to play it again. And it's bright blue. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. And I bought a tuner, which I realized after five minutes of being at home was a complete waste of time because Tilly just went onto the YouTubes. Yes, I've got a ukulele tuner on, on, on an app in there. Yes, she yeah. just went straight onto yeah. an app. Or, or she, maybe she did an app, she downloaded yeah. an app. And it shows you the right color when you hit the right note. Yes. And Bob's your uncle. Because they're not easy to tune. They're not as easy as a guitar. Mm. Well, when you get a new ukulele, yeah. it's terrible. Because if you put it down for three minutes, it's gone. Out of tune. <laughs> it's yeah. like... You go to a temperature change as well. The wood swells, the strings shrink. You know, it's like, oh, for God's but sake. She, yeah. she did say in the shop, it's going to be terrible for two weeks. You're going to be retuning it all okay. the time and then it's going to be fine. What I really liked about it was that um, it's a cheap instrument. It's something that anybody can pick up. 
you don't need to go to a ukulele jam to start playing the ukulele. I mean, YouTube has got some very, very, very simple tutorials. Super easy, yeah. You learn those three chords and you are off. Mm -hmm. And anybody that loves music but has been put off by piano or violin because it just looks so complicated... The ukulele is also a fantastic stepping stone to a guitar. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, principles are exactly Tilly the same. Tilly is really excited about it, um, <clears throat> learning Great. it, and doing it for So uh, the ukulele is is the bomb. made the cut. Is the bomb? It's made the cut. Um, a friend of mine used to own a ukulele website just selling ukuleles, and he started off selling them to people, obviously, and then he went on to sell them to schools and colleges and stuff like that because schools were finding that. The music lessons, which were traditionally violin, flute and stuff like that. You know, it's just changing. Nobody wants all that. Guitars were too expensive. But schools started to buy ukuleles in the shed lot. So oh, like, he really? made a small fortune of so quite a small period of time. Yeah, yeah. It's become a thing over the last 10 or 15 oh, years. Wow. Where lots of schools are doing it. Because so just like Tilly, um, you can learn a tune quite quickly and a modern song. Because the other thing about what you learn at school, it's always like Beethoven or... Yes. It's always when the saints go marching in, or and they like, are some of the good, songs. It's like, like, come on, come you on. know, yeah. Like, if you want a young Talk person to, the to engage with music, it has to be the kind of music they would want to engage yes. with. You know, I love the ukulele. Can I play I just the guitar. Say, as you I've know. got as far as writing it out. You, I've written ukulele. Ukulele. You, I, I, you're asking a hairdresser how to spell. I mean, you're have you not, any idea how that. I became a hairdresser? Don't say it's that because I literally can't spell. Okay, you... or add up. Ukule or anything else. Ukulele. You got it? Has, uh, Googles, has the Googles helped you out? Oh! It's ukulele. Yeah, okay. Ukulele. I knew there was a very peculiar spelling to it. U-K-U-L-E-L. -L. And what about you? Can you play anything on it? I can't yet. Okay, no. but um, hopefully... But I'm just going to show you the On our next got... episode here of Making the Cut, we'll have a rendition of um, Let Me Entertain You. By, by Robbie Williams. By Davina McCall. Yeah, do you think he'll let me have the um, PRS right. rights? <laughs> pay? Why would you pay? I, I, I'd be quite good. This is the one that um, Tilly got. Oh, nice. It's blue. Yeah. Um, and it's 19-something or other. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to spend more than 20, 25 no. quid to get a good one. 1989 you know. on yeah. Amazon. So there's quite a few things we can talk about. I know you've got to go quite soon. Yes. Um, shall I don't want to do the electric scooter because I brought it here. Yes. Okay. So definitely, I, I bought an electric scooter, folks. Um, this is so cool. I'm worried and impressed. Oh, okay. In equal measure. Yeah. So I've seen these whizzing around London. I've seen them whizzing around Paris and all sorts of different cities. But there's a big thing there. You've seen them. I've seen them whizzing but about. You haven't heard them. I haven't heard them, no, because they're silent. There's no engine. They're battery-powered scooters. Oh, so yeah, I realised that. I nearly ran into somebody the other day who hadn't seen me. A delivery guy walked straight out of his van. <laughs> he took me straight out. I was like, way! Oh. Anyway, let's not go to the dangers of them yet. I just want to talk about what, what, what they were and why I bought one. First of all, I live about two kilometres from the train station. To, to drive there and park my car there is £11 a day. The train is then £22 a day. And then I normally hire one of those bikes, like a limey bike or a mo bike or one of those jump bikes or whatever, which costs about another £4 a day. But what has happened to the bikes? Well, I think because of the Covids, they've stopped them. They've, you just can't hire them anymore. So these so are the rental gone. bikes yeah. that you can rent around London, a bit like the Boris bikes, but they're actual proper, like, lime bikes you can just leave anywhere in the street. Yeah. 
and they have effectively disappeared from the streets of London. You can't find them anywhere. There are one or two, but, but like hardly, hardly any. any. I used to get any. off the train at King's Cross. There'd be like four or five to choose from. I'd scan one, get on it and cycle off. Mm. Can't do that anymore. So, And can I just explain <clears throat> why Michael, because I, th- I do think this is important. Yeah. I want to explain why Michael is getting on a scooter to go to the train station when you might think two kilometres that is going to be part of your 10,000 steps a day. I, I could walk. Why don't you walked. just walk? Mm. But a lot of the time when you're going to work, you have got the biggest, heaviest backpack. Yeah. Even for a marine, that, yeah, would be, yeah. that would be beyond a yomp. It's, a 20, you know, 25 kilos of gear sometimes I'm looking kilos. around. Yeah. I have often walked, but sometimes you just think, I haven't got the time, you know, or the energy. So I bought one of these scooters, one because you can then... Go to the station on it, you fold it up, carry it on the station, uh, on the train, and then get off the other end, unfold it, you're away. The range is about 40, 50 kilometers per mm. charge, so you can get yourself here, there, and everywhere, no bother whatsoever. It goes, top speed's about 31 kilometers an hour, which is not bad, is it? It's like probably 23 miles an hour, something Too like that. Fast. It's quite fast. Um, and it's got electric brakes, it's got lights at the front and the back, and one thing or another. Now, it is worth pointing out that these things are illegal. They're legal to ride if you hire one. So if you go to London and they're on the streets to hire, you're allowed to hire them and ride them in the cycle lanes and bus lanes across London. But you're not allowed to ride your own one. So I am basically ducking and weaving. If I see a police car, I'm down a ginnel in someone's garden. Yeah, well... You know, they'll have to try and track me down. I'm like the born ultimatum on that thing. Through people's houses, out their back door, through the window, get to the station, yeah? Uh, <laughs> now, what I would say is you can get these everywhere. You can buy them in Halfords. I mean, you can buy them, like, everywhere. How much are they? Well, if you go to Halfords or something, about £450. Wow. Now, there generally is one or two factories in China churning these out and then labelling them in different ways. So there's a company called Mai that makes one, which is M-I, very common uh, Japanese brand, I think. Um, over, Japanese or Chinese? I think Japanese, because they have that shop in Westfields I used to go in. They do loads of fantastic get, stuff. Yeah, please Google it. But M-I yeah. is the name of it. But what I've found is those ones only go 25 kilometres an hour. I bought mine off eBay, off a dude. And mine comes with an app and you program the app and you can open up the preferences and settings and make it go a bit faster. You can lock it through the app and you can do some other bits and pieces like sat nav it and stuff like that. So you know where you're going. I did buy with a phone holder as well. So um, oh you can God. attach can your I, phone to it. It's just getting, I mean, honest to God, my anxiety levels. It's got a phone. You should not be looking at your phone or on the phone it's when you're on your scooter. I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm okay. thinking, where is that? So yesterday I went for lunch at Selfridges and I went from Selfridges to King's Cross, which is probably about three or four kilometres. And it was great fun, you know, all the little back alleys and stuff like that. You know, I stay off the main road, so I don't want to get... Like, I've ridden motorbikes my whole adult life since I was 16 years old. So I'm used to being on two wheels and I'm used to being out around the busy traffic. So I'm a very confident rider. But I essentially don't want to be near big traffic on this. So I know the back streets of London very well. So I tend to do all the little back alleys and little back streets that, that there's barely any cars on. So I am consciously avoiding traffic and the police. I'm riding appropriately. Can so, I ask you something? Yeah. How did Simon Cowell break his back? I have literally no idea. It was probably something to do with all the plastic surgery he's had. It was on an electric scooter. Yeah, but that's Simon Cowell. You can only see out of a quarter of one eye. 
That's slanderous. Watch. So you push the button. Huh? How good's that? It's not got a horn. Oh, it's got a little bell. And I, I bought an accessories mirror so I can see behind. So just in case there's anyone creeping up the rear. I mean, I feel like a killjoy because I do love it. Yeah, you went on it, right? I, I did. You little go on it. And I think it's amazing. Oh, and I understand why you've got it. Yes. But it, it terrifies the bejesus out of me. It saves me £15 a day, which is not bad. When you stretch that over a month, then it's paid for itself. And then I'm essentially earning money from owning it. I worry about you. Did you see the bobble hat that I wore when I came to your place on it? Yes. It was bright orange. I mean, you can see me. Yeah, I thought you were going to tell me it had Kevlar inside it. It doesn't, but I, I do understand that I should wear some kind of head protective gear. I, you did tell um, me, you did, that was a promise. Yeah, that I would get a helmet. I just need to get one. Anyway, it's good. This one's £329. It was on eBay. It was reconditioned. So what a lot of people do is they buy them, put new batteries in, put new bits and pieces on it and sell it. It's easy worth that doing that rather than getting a new one from Halfords. I wouldn't spend any more than £330 on them. I'll take some pictures of it so you can see it on the end. And were you happy with everything that was on it and everything was there that you needed? Yes. I mean, it needed screwing together and bolting together, you know, so they give you some Allen keys and stuff like that. So I, I was a bit worried when I first assembled it. So I drove it around at like five kilometres an hour for the first hour just to make That's sure it didn't, me the entire didn't time. All fall apart. But I've got to say, I do really like it and it is saving me a lot of time and it's good fun. And I'm trying to be careful as well as slight, I mean, slightly break the law. But you, you live on the edge. I, that's what More than me. It. Yes. <clears throat> I am a very conservative, careful person. Yes. So we're always going to slightly bit lock yeah. heads with that. So the one I've bought is called AOVO. A-O-V-O. AOVO is the name of it. Do you know, can we, can we discuss finding names of businesses? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's a difficult one to remember. Yeah, I mean, it must be. It's, it's a foreign phrase. A-O-V-O? A-O-V-O. A-O-V-O. You think you'd just call it e-scoot or something. Yes. But so. I, as I have understood, because I'm starting a business, yeah. that every single name you think of, even the nickname <laughs> yeah. that my real mother called me when I was a little girl, gone as a business. My dead sister's initials, mm-hmm. gone. Like, yeah. I was just like, what What are you doing? These are my things. You know, even made up words. Uh, I made up a word. I thought Sessy, S-E-S-S-Y, was a great like yeah. name for a brand. Sessy. Gone. Gone. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I, I, I know exactly what it means. I, I had a production company with Andy for a long time. And I was trying to find a, an available domain name for that. It was unbelievably mm. difficult. What um, did you come up with? We were called Full Blown Media in the end. Oh, my God, um, that's such a and I think we got fullblownmedia.com, but it was really hard. We wanted to call Pretty Good Media because we were so pretty, obsessed pretty. with Larry David and that phrase, Pretty Pretty Good. But did he not um, call his own company? He didn't. We also went for Pear Tree Productions. Anybody who watches Alan Partridge will know that that was Alan Partridge's production company. That was gone. Cool. <laughs> but, I mean, we hunted for everything, you know, but um, it was so hard to find something. So that's the scooter. It's great fun. I would rec- highly recommend one. And if you're looking for a Christmas present for your kids or something, you've got a bit of a Don't garden. Don't get them a scooter. If there's a garden or a park or whatever to play in, it's absolutely great. My kids absolutely love it. Yeah, when they Chester go, really liked it as well, didn't he? Yeah, the kids are always going, can we go? We just need to nip to the shop to get a Cadbury's Flake. I'm going, yeah, get on the scooter then. 
So um, it's it's really good fun. But do look at the laws. Yes, uh, study the law. And you need to uh, make sure that you feel... I assume that look, they're going to pass a law where people would be allowed to ride them. I would have thought they're just doing it in stages so either the roads get used to them or people get used to them and then they'll, they'll, they'll bring in a law. But you do need fine. to be super, super careful because um, there was that uh, lovely influencer. Yes. Um, she died mm-hmm. on an e-scooter. Yeah. And obviously Simon Cowell had an accident. So they are not, they do go very fast and they're not to be um, taken lightly. Yeah. We were sent from a chap called Daryl and his wife in Australia. They've sent us uh, these oh, phone amazing. things. Yeah. So I've got one at home. Uh, they've sent us quite a lot of them. So what I would like to do really is, um, as you can see here, is maybe send a couple out to maybe some listeners. Yes. I, I thought of a question that maybe the first people who answer it correctly. Can I open it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they've got the strength on here. Yeah, yeah. So they've got plus... I think I'm a 2.5. 3.5? No? No, I think I'm a 2.5. There's 3.5, there's a 3. Yeah, let me try this th- This is the glasses strength, a 1.5. Oh, so try not good. to be noisy uh, with these, but um, they've, uh, they've very kindly sent us quite a lot. Oh, so This is so good. Yeah, so they're little glasses, and they sit in a tiny little case, and they attach to the back of your phone case. Okay, so... So I you, take them. Oh, so, what I can see everything. So, so you, what you do is you on, put your put phone. Put the glasses away like that. Yeah. You slide them into here, like so. And then, if you put your phone, they give you a little thing of what to do. So you put your phone there. Yeah. And then it tells you where to stick it. So essentially, you peel off the sticky stuff and stick it like that. So you peel off. Uh, not, not that, not that. This. Oh, I can't yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, that's why you've got uh, glasses. Right yeah, put your actual glasses on. Oh, and this? Yeah, 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 so peel that off. Yeah. And then line that up there with that, and then stick that to there. That's clever. Yeah. So, so and then you take that up. off. Then you can take that off. That's a sp- we lined it up with that. That's a spacer. Um, and it taught me, showed me how to put my phone. So you put your phone here. You line this up against there, and then it is attached. So you can fold around the back to your you phone. Like so that. a phone like that. But then you can't put it in your pocket. However, mm-hmm. I think as a man, yes, that is useful. Yeah, I do think it's very it's useful. It's not too heavy. No, no, it's super light. It's got glasses in it. Yeah, and also you can take them out. <clears throat> oh my god, I quite like it. And it's a potential phone stand. <gasps> Yeah, I know. I um, mean, to be fair, these are very, very narrow. They are very dinky. But so it's basically, I would say, the thing that it's really useful for mm-hmm. is if you're out mm-hmm. and you don't want to take these in your bag yes. or get them scratched or ruin them. If you need them just for the restaurant, which is kind of all I need them for. <laughs> reading a menu, I know. Um, you can just, you'd have to just keep it... In the middle of the glasses, because they are very narrow, but, God, it really, really works. Yeah, the glasses are quite good, aren't they? Because I am I like doing a bit of model building at home. Yes, uh, I mean, it would be great for, for, that. for that. So I've got plus threes at home. But we've got a few of these to give away, I think, if anybody's interested. I think these are good. Yeah, me and, too. And wait, so did they actually just invent this? I mean, I'm not entirely sure that the... the, the 
the Instagram page is called phone hyphen friend. Yeah. Um, let me just. Uh, I love that, and you can use it as a ma- as a stand for your phone. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Is it bad when you do a selfie? No. Uh, phone friend Australia is their um, is their page. And then the website is phone-friend.com. Hang on, let me get my glasses out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was a chap called Daryl who, uh, who sent phone them to us. Phone Friend Australia, all one word, no hyphens, no underscores, just Phone Friend Australia. No, Phone hyphen. Oh, for the Instagram yeah. page, yes. Yeah. So go and have a little look. But we'll, we'll send some of these out to a few people. Um, so I had a quiz question yeah. from a previous episode. Great. And this was the only one I could think of. It seems a bit yeah. narcissistic now. I'm about to say it out loud. But um, something happened to me where I um, I died in hospital once. Um, what was that? What was it that, that killed me? If you can answer that question. The first five people that answer that question correctly, you'll find the information in a previous podcast. We will send one of these out to you. And on that happy note. <laughs> it wasn't the scooter that killed me, by the way. Yet, anyway. Great. I hope you're all all right. We filmed this so you can go and watch it on the YouTubes. I don't know what the account's going to be called yet because I haven't invented it. But Making, making the Cut. Making the Cut podcast. There'll be a Making the Cut already. There'll be a hair account you or something don't, like you that. Can, you can do another one. Can you? You have yeah. the same account? Uh, on YouTube. Really? I think so, yeah. You yeah. can as many as... Oh, okay. Well, it's either called Making the Cut or Making the Cut podcast. But go and watch it on that. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. We'll see you very soon. And I can't wait to get my teeth into all the viewing that you've told me about. I'm so excited about a lot of Simon Pegg in my life. Yeah, good. Um, So thank you. You'll really enjoy Man Up. It's right up your street. Yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight. Okay, good. Okay. Um, See you later, everybody. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.